0: Coming up on Tech News Today, there's a Skype for Android vulnerability, and we talked to the Android police to find out what you really need to worry about. Also, a couple of cool Windows 8 leaks, and the government wants to eliminate passwords. Is that a good idea? We'll talk about it next. Netcasts you love.
1: From people you trust.
0: This This is twit. TWIT. This is Tech News Today for Friday, April 15th, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies streamed to your PC, Mac, or TV instantly. Plus, get DVDs by mail and about a business day. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash twit. Welcome to Tech News Today. I'm Tom
1: Merritt. I'm Sarah Lane.
0: I'm Aya Zaktar. And I'm Jason Howell. And this is the show where we kick around the tech news of the day. We read the feeds and try to interpret it for you. Make a little sense.
1: Forward, backward, of what is vertical. going on.
0: Yep, diagonal even. Uh, I'm going to read. We this have to first story backward. Data personal you're exposed could Android for Skype and bug. Exactly. Uh, you
2: don't say.
0: Yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. This uh, making the rounds. Uh, discovered by the folks at Android Police uh, that there is a bug in the Skype for Android, not the version for Verizon, but the the version you'd get out of the Android marketplace. Uh, essentially a permissions problem in the Skype directory folder allows a malicious app to get all of your info out of there. Here to kind of help us understand it is Chris Degenpoor, writer for Android Police. Uh, Thanks for uh, being on the line with us, Chris. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So as I understand it, uh, you would have to download not only a particular version of Skype, but then you'd also have to download some sort of malicious software that took advantage of the bug. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I mean, basically, um, and what's scary about that is that the software that you download only requires minimal Android permissions. So when you look at the permissions that the app requires, it doesn't need a huge list of permissions that would indicate that it may be doing something shady. It, it just requires, um, I think, access to a storage device and uh, one other permission that, you know, are pretty common. So it could be pretty easy to download a malicious app and not even realize, you know, that it's accessing this data.
0: And and what kind of data is it able to get? Like when, once it once it uh, accesses Skype and says, you know, okay, I, I can see that folder, uh, it, does it just guess your username and then pull out your user data file?
3: Uh, that's what's also kind of scary is it doesn't even need to do that. Um, all the information is pretty much cached and stored by Skype. In um, unencrypted SQLite databases that a malicious app can straight-up read. Uh, in our article, the hacker, our resident hacker that discovered it just in case, has an example where he basically just grabbed the, uh, an XML file, grabbed the username, and then was able to access other files that had all sorts of good information.
0: So I guess the only thing to do right now to protect yourself is either just not use the Skype app for Android or be extra, extra careful what apps you do download and what permissions you give them. Uh, What should Skype do to fix this, though? What can can they do?
3: Uh, Well, they should um, either find a way to encrypt the SQLite databases, which, to be honest, not being a programmer myself, I'm not sure, how uh, difficult or feasible that is, or, uh, you know, correct the file permissions so that they're not readable by other applications on the system.
0: Seems like that would be the easiest thing to do, is just uh, correct the the permission. Skype says they're aware of the vulnerability and they're working quickly on a fix. Now, it isn't all versions of Skype for Android, either. There's a Verizon version that doesn't have this problem. Do you know why that is?
3: Uh, No, I'm actually not sure why exactly the Verizon version is immune. Um what's kind of funny is if I recall the leaked version where this was originally discovered did come from a Verizon phone. Um I could be wrong on that. But so I'm not sure why the existing Verizon version seems to be immune from
0: this. Well there and they are two different applications. You if you have a Verizon phone, you can download the, the regular Skype application that all Android phones use. I know that. Uh and then there's a, a Verizon right. version of Skype that allow allows it to take advantage of the Verizon network for certain operations. So I guess they've got the permissions right in that version or something. I don't know. Yeah, it seems to be. Uh, Are you guys going to continue to do uh, follow-ups on this story and let let people know once it gets fixed and all of that sort of thing?
3: Yeah, we've uh, been in contact with Skype somewhat and uh, speaking with them and trying to figure it out. And we've been updating the original story as uh, updates come in. So we'll definitely keep following up and uh, posting updates to the blog.
0: Chris, thanks so much uh, for for taking the time to talk to us and kind of explain this to us. Uh, If you want to follow up on what they're doing at Android Police, uh, check it out at androidpolice.com. Thanks again, Chris.
3: Thanks very much. You guys have a great day.
0: All right, you too. On to Windows 8. Uh, there's been a leaked version of Windows 8 kicking around on the torrents, and uh, folks are discovering more and more about it all the time. A couple things on Engadget today. One is it will feature uh, a USB-runnable portable workspace so that you'd be able to just export Windows 8 onto a number of USB drives. doesn't uh, seem to have a limit, at least at this point, in the development of the software. Uh, and just have easy-to-install Windows on a stick
2: there is a way to do that right now with Windows if you want. You can always have a bootable copy but on a USB. It's not exactly easy with Microsoft making this simple. I still think it's a little bit behind considering there's all this cloud integration with everything else. They also have, uh, there's, I think there's Microsoft Azure. I'm really unsure why they, they just don't work with the cloud systems instead of requiring you to have a 16 gigabyte uh, USB stick.
1: Well. Yeah, I th- In I certain situations, I think having the USB stick in your back pocket is actually easier than getting something off the cloud, depending on where you are.
2: Well, Yeah, you, you, any machine becomes your machine. You don't always need online access, but I just
0: think it's faster than, than waiting on a cloud That's space, true. I guess, in most cases. I,
2: I mean, it's an interesting idea, but I'm not really sure the the full implications other than enterprise.
0: Yeah, enterprise seems to be the main implication here. If I'm in IT, I can have a few portable workspaces when I go around and troubleshoot that I can pop in there and and have all my tools on that.
1: Or if you were using, I guess, public computers regularly at a library or something like that, this could be a nice way to just keep the way you want things the way you want them and not have to sit down at some crappy old machine.
2: Well, if you're going to the public library with a USB stick with Windows 8, it probably is going to crush those little computers, I would imagine. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. You're oh, talking true. about Windows 8. Gonna... Hey, the
1: San Francisco library is very high-tech, IOS. Oh, well,
2: I've got to check it out then.
0: <laughs> uh, also, uh, a uh, new build is has been leaked out, build 7955, the old one that was kicking around was 7850, and Engadget and reports uh, that... This new build shows a few of the Metro flourishes. Metro is the user interface used on Windows Phone 7. Uh, you can catch a glimpse of the Windows Phone 7-inspired login screen and a video from winfuture.de. Uh, it also gives you the ability to set a video as your user tile now.
2: You know, I've been thinking about this for a, a bit. Now, does this mean that the the operating system itself has gotten to the point where there's very little you can do uh, under the hood to the point where they have to skin it, make it look really pretty, and go with this metro UI? I mean, is there nothing else for the operating system to do at this point? Like, is, uh, is, uh, have we reached a critical point? Wait a minute, say that again? Have we reached a critical point in operating systems? So
1: you're saying it's too pretty?
2: No, no. I'm just saying that, like, if this is the the big deal, like, we're skinning
1: mm-hmm. an OS
2: to make it different, yes. is, there any, uh, like, is there any other improvements to the system other than running on ARM, that kind oh, of thing. well,
0: I mean, that's unfair, isn't it? I mean, these are just a couple of leaked things that people have latched on. I'm just cause, curious cause to see, like, cool. if, the, if,
2: the, if the effort's going into the interface, is there nothing under the hood that needs to be fixed anymore?
0: Oh, no, I think there is a, there's a, there's some things under the hood that probably need to be fixed. but Probably
1: the people those working are on the things see. under the hood are not the same people working on design. Yeah,
0: yes. those are harder to see in a leak. This, this is e- true. It's e- when you're writing your mm-hmm. blog post, it's easy to go, "Hey, video
2: tile." Right And if you do put up the code, it might bore people to tears.
1: Am I the only person who doesn't want a video tile?:
0: No, you're not the only
2: person. I mean,
1: I, it, re- it reminds me of like animated gifs and people's Twitter avatars,? It's yes. just like, very distracting. Please stop that.: Yeah.
0: Uh, better news comes from Intel and Micron's joint venture called IM Flash Technologies. Uh, they have announced they have shrunk the size of NAND flash memory to 20 nanometers. Uh, or as I used to say to annoy one particular listener of Buzz Out Loud, nanometers. uh, (laughs) What it means, 128 gigabyte flash can now be smaller than a postage stamp. So you got more space in a smaller area. Uh, Eight gigabyte flash takes up 30 to 40% less circuit board space, leaving more room for other things like a bigger battery, a bigger screen, another chip on the die. Uh, And the best part is cost- of making the 20 nanometer NAND flash drops to 33 cents per gigabyte. Uh, currently, is 50 cents per gigabyte to make 25 nanometer NAND flash. So we get smaller flash uh, and cheaper for our mobile devices. Well, do you think we're going to get smaller electronics? Do you think
2: the electronics will stay, stay the same size and get larger batteries? What do you, what do you think we're going to see first? Probably mm. I, both.
0: I want larger batteries. Yeah. Yeah, I would rather that have, just means more battery life.
2: Yeah, more battery life for me would be a lot better. I'm really sick of, it's thinner, it's really sleek, but okay. the battery life. Yeah, I yeah.
0: want battery life. They're
2: but then
1: n- the, you'll, at CES next year, there'll be that booth of the smallest yeah, everything sure. in the world. And they'll have tiny little batteries, but they'll be smaller like, than our battery know, life is thirty the, minutes. My pinky,
0: but it is as big as Sarah's pinky, and Sarah's <laughs> pinky is extra small.
1: Right. I barely
0: I mean, see it. I'm <laughs> just saying, you need a microscope it's to like see. Like a it.
1: speck on a pinky. She has a
0: twenty-nanometer pinky. <laughs> All right, let's say uh, take a quick break and thank our our sponsors at Netflix. Uh, Netflix.com delivers streaming videos and DVDs. Uh, streamed videos go directly to your PC or Mac or your television. You got. I don't know, boxy box. You got Google TV. You got Roku. You're like, "Ah, I don't have any of those specialty devices. I bet you got an Xbox 360, a PS3 or a Nintendo Wii. All of those things can stream Netflix right to your television. And you can still get DVDs by mail in about a business day. Uh, there are great movies streaming all the time on, uh, on Twitter, on Twitter, on Netflix. (laughs) That's what I get for looking at something while I'm trying to talk, uh, on Netflix. And, uh, What was the zombie movie that I was just seeing earlier? Um, Was
1: it Zombieland? Because
0: you were saying Gone with the Wind, and we were talking about you know,
1: well I chose Gone with the Wind the other day. Zombie
0: Women of Satan. Oh, from 2009. Second most popular, uh, being mentioned on Twitter in the last 24 hours. You're kidding. For streaming on Netflix. Yep. Is Mm.
1: Is it? Is it a cult classic of some some kind?
0: I believe it must be. And you could stream it right now for free if you want to try out Netflix and the free trial. Go to netflix.com slash twit and be sure to sign up uh, for the free trial there. That way we get the credit for it at netflix.com slash twit. Uh, instantly watch Zombie Women of Satan or maybe The Hunt for Red October or Gone with the Wind. Terminator. Terminator.
1: Terminator's on instant. Who That's doesn't like the Terminator one? once a year? Well,
0: you can stick with the you know
2: family kind of classic. There's Toy Story. There's Pixar films on there, too. TV episodes, though, the whole seasons of Firefly, family Buffy. family movie,
1: like 21 Grams, for example. Fun we for all. We can sit
0: here forever and <laughs> tell you the stuff <laughs> uh, that is available. Why don't you go check it out? Uh, register for a free trial membership right now netflix.com slash twit. We thank them for their support of Tech News Today. Google denies panda hit on Rival, What says the BBC News headline.
1: Why would a panda do anything like that? They're so cute and cuddly I, and they eat bamboo. I
0: love BBC. I think they do a great job. I love their stories. Their headline writer needs to be fired. Really? They have some of the stupidest <laughs> headlines. What if
1: he's what listening this right What this
0: story is about is that Google denies that their recent algorithm change uh, was done on purpose to degrade the traffic of a rival search engine.
1: Okay. That makes sense. That makes more
0: sense than Google denies panda hit.
1: No pandas were
0: killed in this story?
1: Well, I think that someone at the BBC, their head writer perhaps, said people love pandas. <laughs> so let's just put little that little in SEO. the headline. They'll click, but it's still a very interesting story.
0: Here's what's going on. Microsoft owned chow.co.uk. You may remember them because they complained to the European Commission about Google's anti-competitive practices back in November. Uh, and a, an investigation was begun about Google. Now they say their web visibility is down 94% percent since the Google algorithm called panda uh, was implemented worldwide earlier this week uh, according to analysis by uh, search metrics it's down ninety four percent Systrix found an eighty one percent drop not as bad but still pretty bad Google says we didn't single out Chow Chow's like aha see we complained to the European Commission you mm-hmm. Euro- or whatever you call it and now they killed us they killed us in the search results so um, update right. is meant to weed out content farms. Chow is not a content farm. It's a legitimate site that aggregates reviews for lots of different products so that you can compare them side by side and get an aggregate rating and see what people are saying about things as disparate as cameras and cleaning products.
2: Yeah, but this is an algorithm. Okay, it could make a mistake. Is it is it within the realm of possibility that Google has it out for Microsoft? Yeah. Possibly. But then again, there was a lot of sites that got uh, taken down, like eHow, which actually does have good content on there. And some other sites, like uh, I guess Electric Pig, that was doing quite well, even after this kind of algorithm change. So I, I don't know if they singled them out.
0: but well, that, Yeah, that's the thing, right? These, these search metrics are saying they're gone from 94% of the, pay, of the results that they used to be on. But maybe those results were crap. Uh, Electric Pig says... Look, comparing our traffic from Google for the week that Panda was implemented, we're only down 0.5% versus the week before. That suggests most of the keywords search metrics are measuring us against weren't being clicked anyway, and our best-performing stuff is still doing business. So I want to know what Chow's web traffic is like Mm -hmm. from Google.
2: Yeah, the other question is, you know, how good is the actual site? Like, how is the service? If the service is no good, maybe it deserves to get downgraded. I've never used the actual site. I don't know how it, how it performs, you know, in, in the U.K. Maybe you guys know how it is.
1: Uh, I'm not familiar with it uh, either, I mean, it, you know, besides this story. But, yeah, it's if there are sites that have also been downgraded that are saying, listen, our traffic um, and, you know, subsequent revenues really are not an issue, at least at this time, and you think, I, you know, I'm I'm inclined to think that Google would not do something so blatantly against Chow when Chow has already brought up this. You know, they have a lawsuit out against Google saying that you you're being unfair to us. That's a little.
0: It's a little it's obvious.
1: A, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Maybe
0: it's, they think it's so obvious no one will believe they did it on purpose.
1: I just I I feel like Google is I mean putting out fires everywhere right yeah. now and is not out to get Chow. And maybe I'm being naive, but I.
0: I, I, I they weren't don't, the only ones affected. I, yeah, I I I hesitate with saying Google would never do anything bad, because right. of course they might. Uh, you know, they are a big company and lots of moving parts going on, and they've got business interests that they want to protect. I
1: don't feel that this I don't is some feel sort like Shou is some
0: big competitor to Google right. that they would be after to crush them particularly. Yeah, yeah. that that's what doesn't. Fit I can for see
1: me. the Google executives being like, "Ah, oh, these guys again. Ugh, it's not about you."
0: Yeah. Uh, Google's got other problems in South Korea. Uh, two South Korean search companies have filed an antitrust complaint against Google with the Fair Trade Commission of the Republic of Korea, claiming Google is pressuring companies to not preload their applications. NHN and DOM are the two companies. NHN runs South Korea's top search engine. Google denies that they're pressuring anyone in particular not to include anybody's apps. Uh, there, is, there is the Android agreement. When you want to run the official version from Google, that you have to do certain things like make the default search engine be Google.
2: In the United States, we've seen Google removed from Android. We've seen Bing powered Android devices out there. So I don't know if Google's out there in Korea saying, no, you guys shouldn't be doing this. But I mean, they could easily be suggesting, and people are just going with it. I don't know what's actually going on here. But if you are the top South Korean search engine, you want to get on these phones. You want people to use your service because you don't want to artificially lose. Market share because Google has has this influence on uh, telecoms there,
1: especially because uh, apparently seven out of ten new phones sold in Korea are now running Android.
2: Yeah, apparently after the after the iPhone smartphones really took off in South Korea.
0: I think this one uh, has a little more to it. Uh, I, th- I think it's possible that Google is is walking a close line of, like you say, suggesting that maybe you wouldn't want to put these other uh, applications on there without. Pressuring, but then that could be construed as pressure. I, right? you know, and if you're the number one search company in South Korea, and all of a sudden all the phones have Google search on them,
4: mm-hmm.
0: that that would worry me. I mean, this is what the FTC is for, right?
2: We'll see what the country comes up with. I mean, that's their job, Fair Trade Commission. So, yep.
0: U.S. Chamber of Commerce event uh, has been going on, and the Feds showed up to yep. unveil the final version of the National Strategy for Trusted Identities in Cyberspace. Uh, they they put out a draft in January I think we mentioned on tech news today and the idea would be to solve the problem of having to remember all the passwords and being able to prove who you are online
2: yeah I mean it took a really long time for a lot of people to get comfortable with online purchases and this kind of thing is supposed to allow for like Online mortgage, pay, online mortgage payments and other really substantial uh, events Accessing going on. Accessing
1: health records yeah. and things like that. Yeah, so this is
2: an interesting idea. The other thing is they, the government made sure several times to mention that this is not something they're going to be running.
0: So the government is enforcing a uh, digital identity on everyone in the country, right?
2: No, nothing close to that. They are simply giving <laughs> the ideas for the private sector you to You will have to have this. this
0: number tattooed on your forehead, right? No, unless I guess the private sector goes with that. This is the mark of the beast. Right, Stop Ines?
1: spreading fear, <laughs> Merit.
0: Uh, no, they, they are bending over backwards to saying this is not a set of imposed rules. It's a voluntary framework. Nobody has to participate. And even the, the, the setup of this is going to be done by the private sector. Uh, they just want to set up an easier way to prove who you are online. And the, the, way, it would, the way it's proposed to work sounds really good to me. You could have multiple identities even. Mm-hmm. If, if, say, you want to have a banking identity that's separate from your social networking identity. You can you can have multiple identities. Use one to sign up with like the really, you know, serious stuff that has different information because you're going to control what information is associated with each identity than the one that you say use to sign into Facebook or Twitter or something like that. But but the end result is that you would end up with an easier way to sign in that doesn't mean that you have to remember a bunch of passwords uh, and. When the Department of Defense moved away from passwords to a smart card solution, Mm -hmm. they saw network intrusions drop by 46% because people weren't socially engineering passwords or hacking them or brute forcing them.
2: The problem with all the passwords, you have to keep them organized or you get lazy, you have the bad habits, and fraud's a lot easier. But with hardware like a smart card or something, a lot harder for that until, I guess, somebody tries to counterfeit them.
0: I think this is a, a good idea, and I, and I think the government really is uh, doing their best to try to make sure that it's implemented correctly uh, by saying, look, it's, it's going to be voluntary, uh, you're going to have total control over what information is associated with the IDs and you can have as many IDs as you want. I mean it defeats the purpose if you have 100 IDs because then you have to keep track of all of those.
2: And on the other plus side, the government's actually looking forward to more and more online transactions be becoming a real thing. I mean e-signatures has been a real hot topic in the, in, in the legal uh, sector. So it'd be nice to actually be able to sign things digitally. Maybe we could kill the fax machine after this. That would
0: be great yeah because the fact honestly the fax machine is a stupid uh alternative to the internet but people rely on it because of, of things like signatures and exactly. verification even though it's the same thing it is an, a little internet all it's doing is making a digital copy of a page and sending it it's easily if i fooled. could
1: e-file my taxes this morning by typing out my name and the date uh-huh. and pressing file we don't need fax machines
0: yep absolutely <laughs> All right, uh, finishing up with some video game numbers. MPD comes out with their numbers. Now, MPD used to release the totals for every console. They don't do that anymore, so we, we don't, can't tell you significantly who's winning until we get a little more information. Uh, but Nintendo told USA Today they sold 400,000 3DS units last month. They also told Bloomberg they sold 440,000 3DS units last month. So it's somewhere over 400,000. Uh, MPD reported 3DS sold 100,000 less and the Nintendo DS sold in its launch month in November t- 2004 so most people are reporting the 400,000 number uh, but the other thing MPD pointed out is that the 3DS generated more money because of uh, because of the profit margin on it
2: yeah things were 259 or 250 for yeah. for a device and you have to buy all new games if you want to take advantage right. of the 3DS so i could see people really loving the gimmick of it and it's backwards compatible with other Nintendo uh, systems, I'd imagine.
0: Mixed results for the gaming industry in general. Uh, total game console sales rose from $440.6 million last year to $495.4 million in March of this year. That's a 12% game. Accessories grew 13% over last year. However, physical game sales dropped 16% from $875.7 million last year to 734.5 this year. Uh, so people buying game consoles in greater numbers, but not buying games...
2: Well, this study didn't count downloadable games. So that's one of the things. And the other thing is, I've been kind of curious about this. Does this mean that people are renting more games? Are they using their consoles because they're buying a lot of them? Are they using them more for media machines because they have a lot of functionality? Netflix and you could you know chat with your friends on it. You can do so many other things. Who so me?
4: Plus on Xbox, PS3. I never play a game on it. It's all about media. PS3 is my Blu-ray player too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So these are great, I mean, these machines have become like the all-in-one box. That's what Sony has been gunning for for years, and Xbox has really come a long way. So maybe that's why they're buying consoles, because they're really a cheap option for a set-top box. In other
0: words, for other reasons than gaming. Yeah. Uh, also, I think your your point about downloadable content is a good one, too. On all of these platforms, you can download games that you don't have to go to the store to buy. That's a whole lot more convenient and cheaper. Those games are, are, aren't as expensive as the $60 you plunk down at the store. Uh, and in a separate report today, Flurry estimates that iOS and Android's share of mobile gaming grew from 5% in 2009 to 10% in 2010, while portable non-phone gaming shrunk from 24% to 16%. So folks are just not buying as many games in the mobile sector already for things like the DS and the PSP. So that's going to bring down your physical sales as well. Are portable consoles, like, are they completely doomed, kind
2: of like MP3 players at this point? Are they going to converge completely with phones, or do you guys think there's still a market for that?
1: Well, I mean, it's kind of like the same argument with, do we need flip? cams Mm -hmm. in addition to mobile phones. I mean, I think probably eventually it's all going to be one thing. Maybe,
4: but, I mean, gaming is about a platform, like Mm -hmm. a very specific platform that you buy into. A camera is a camera. Camera, you know what I mean? It's not a whole platform with a whole set of supported games. Sure,
1: but, I mean, I would say the majority of my game playing happens on a tablet right now, which I use for a lot of other things, too. So it's not a gaming console, but it can be used as a gaming console Mm -hmm. if I see fit.
0: It's funny when it, when you first said that I, I started to say probably the most of my gaming is done on a desktop,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but then I realized
1: it's actually on a tablet. I'm not
0: I'm not thinking of all the games. Uh, it's when when I think of games, I'm thinking World of Warcraft or you know yeah. uh, a Civilization or or you know Crisis, those kind of games. I definitely play all those games right now mostly on a desktop. I don't mm-hmm. use my consoles for for that kind of gaming, but I'm not counting Vampires Live or Tetris or, or We Wii Rule. rule which i i bet if i counted up the minutes i'm spending more minutes playing those sorts of games on the
4: ipad than i am other games on on my desktop. Yeah, it's like we don't consider them real games because they're quote unquote casual games. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is there any is there do you do you pay a premium to download a game rather than pick up a physical game? I mean, that just seems like a no-brainer that i would download a game. No,
0: they're usually cheaper cuz they're usually simpler games. They're they're more they're similar to the 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 casual games you get There are fewer that
1: you can download, is what you're saying. But that'll just continue to rise. Actually, there's
0: tons that you can download. There's probably fewer overall.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But, yeah, I mean, the downloadable games are great. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to the news fuse. (laughs) You've heard the rumors about a Google Music service, but it starts to look like it's not going to happen anytime soon. According to sources familiar with the matter, Google's negotiations with the music industry aren't going well. Uh, Sources describe the negotiations with words like broken and backwards, a lot of them pointing at what Amazon did as, as being a deal breaker in this situation. We'll see if Google Music can overcome that and come into existence. Google, of course, not talking.
1: According to M-Spot CEO Darren Sui, you'll be able to stream movies on M-Spot's Movie Club on the same day as the movie's DVD release. The company already works with Sprint to provide streaming movies and has its own apps for iOS, Android, and Blackberry. The only catch is that there will be a limit as to how many movies you could stream per month, and the payment plans are numerous, and they're complicated, as they tend to be. Movie
2: Club, not Mm -hmm. not like Netflix on that. They're
1: working on it.
2: That's an interesting idea. Discover just introduced a person-to-person payment system called Money Messenger. All you need is a Discover card and the other person's email address or mobile phone number. The other person needs to already have or has to set up a PayPal account. They can get the payment and then set up a PayPal account later. Uh, and since this is a purchase on the Discover card, the payer actually gets cash rewards back for paying the other person. So it's it's a nice incentive to pay back. Yeah,
0: give me money, you'll get cash back.
1: It's like PayPal, but with an extra step, and one person wins. Okay. you
0: only need a phone number and things. Yeah. 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 Discover what it can do for you.
1: Hey, let's get litigious. Yeah. Garen
0: Magurian is suing Apple on behalf of himself and other parents and guardians who got hit with in-app charges after downloading a free app that was subsequently used by money-grubbing children. The complaint is a fun read with gems like Apple. Apple entices the child with a free download of a gaming platform that then offers the sale of irresistible game currency in order to enjoy the game as it was designed. Resistance is futile. Apple will charge your children.
1: (laughs) Remember when uh, someone asked President Obama if he had an iPad? And he was like, Yeah, I have an iPad. I'm President of the United States. Well, apparently, the President of the United States is not too thrilled with the current White House technology. Well, speaking at a fundraiser, Obama said, I'm the president of the United States. Where's the fancy buttons and stuff? And the big screens coming up. Doesn't happen. He went on to complain that the White House is 30 years behind in technology, so it looks like all of those movies and TV shows lie to us and to our president about how advanced government technology actually is. He
2: needs like the, mm. the set designers of
4: 24 to show up to be like, oh, screens everywhere. <laughs> 30 years behind. What, what was the hot computer 30 years ago?
0: Hum what door? was that?
4: 30 years ago. Yeah. 1981? 81. The TI 99 4A. That's what they're running the White House on. Oh, that's, that's a national security <laughs> problem. We can't say this stuff out loud.
2: <laughs> a while back, some websites were replaced with a message from Immigration and Customers Enforcement, ICE, saying the domain was seized, while a newly released Firefox plugin called Mafia Fire. Because Fire Melts Ice, that's their name, will automatically redirect links of seized domains to their new sites. Mafia Fire site says it introduced the plugin for fairness and chides the music and movie, movie industries for the domain seizures.
0: Fans of Portal 2 were incredibly excited today when a countdown from their alternate reality game used to promote the upcoming title finally got near the end. Speculation ran rampant about what would definitely be the last phase of the game before the April 19th release of Portal 2. Anticipation then turned to rage (laughs) when another countdown was revealed that encouraged fans to buy more Portal or, uh, Valve games and play them in an effort to speed up the reboot of GLADUS and hasten the release of Portal 2. Points for saying we'll, early, we'll release it early if you buy a bunch of our games. Uh, points lost for commercial crassness. I rarely say this, but probably a bad move, Sal- v- Valve. Salve.
1: Salve.
0: Whatever your name is. Don't
1: do it. (laughs) Oracle's chief corporate uh, architect, Edward Scriven, has announced the company plans to make OpenOffice.org a purely community-based open-source project, and Oracle will no longer offer a commercial version of the productivity suite. Left unsaid is whether Oracle will reach out to the LibreOffice project, which split off uh, in September after Oracle acquired Sun.
0: I should point out that (coughs) I said... Just now, that they were uh, that Valve was wanting to get you to buy more Valve games. They are trying to get you to buy indie games. So it's not money that goes into their own pockets, uh, but but people are still kind of pissed.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Pretty much. All right. Uh, fi- finishing up here with a Connect hack, the Connect-driven Jelly Bean armchair. That's right. If we if we put up
2: the video, you will see what could be one of the laziest ideas ever. Uh, it's an armchair that's being controlled by a Kinect. It can actually—you can drive the chair because you never have to get out of your armchair—and you can actually make it recline by using your hands. So you just—but you don't actually have to touch anything other than the, the sensors on the Kinect. The Kinect will notice what you're doing. I think it's an odd idea, but I could see a lot of gamers loving this. I think it's an awesome idea.
0: I don't have to get up to go get a beer. No, but you can just put but a fridge
2: next to it. You. you don't need to invest in a connect for that, Isn't you?
4: the point of a recliner to recline? And this doesn't seem very comfortable to me.
0: Really? You're complaining <laughs> that this is too
4: hard? Yes. <laughs> when I'm reclining, I'm reclining. <laughs> and if you've got a remote... Then you can just recline, you don't even have to lift your hand, you just press a button.
1: I feel like uh, I can't navigate around my living room with something like this. I'd have to rearrange yeah. all the furniture, you know, get rid of some stuff, there's funny. a rug, it's going to catch on the rug, come on.
0: It's the Roomba problem. <laughs> I have the same problem with the Roomba. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it sounds great in theory, and then you put it in a real place and it's like, oh, well, I've got all this weird furniture and strange yeah. angles and it just and it can't gets deal. It st-
1: stuck in a little triangle <laughs> yeah. in the corner.
2: Yeah, I believe when the SDK, SDK for the Kinect comes out, they're going to actually let these plans out. So if you want to make one, you'll be able to do it. I'm not sure why, but mm. you could. All right. Oh,
1: I'm convinced many people will want to do this. Just, you just to say, yeah, exactly. I just drove my armchair over there.
0: Got <laughs> over <here. laughs> not a problem. <laughs> Didn't have to move the fridge. Let's move on to the calendar. Oh, it didn't <laughs> play. Nope. Well, do 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 I do guess do do we're moving do do. on the
4: calendar without a sound. It's
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, this uh, first calendar item needs no sound because Anonymous is still planning their Sony boycott for April 16th. That's tomorrow. Uh, if you go to their Facebook page, they now have almost—it's creeping in on 4,000 attendees. Yeah. Um, it all looks like their real names too. So, okay, Anonymous, they're You're at, still at
0: anonymous it. That's so anonymous on Facebook, right?
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's a five. trap. Um, We have an anniversary to celebrate everybody, and this is a biggie. File Transfer Protocol, or FTP, marks its 40th anniversary tomorrow, Saturday, April 16th. Happy anniversary, FTP. We love ya. The Venerable Network Protocol was first proposed by Abe Busan, hope I'm saying your name right, of MIT in April 1971, way back when. Before I was even a twinkle in anyone's eye. I was one-year-old. Well, as a means to transfer large files between disparate systems that made up ARPANET. Yay, FTP. Yay, FTP. Froyo-based LG Thrive gets to call itself AT&T's first prepaid smartphone is shipping this Sunday, April 17th. Verizon uh, eliminates its one-year contract option on April 17th. So if you want something else, hurry up. Get them while they still exist if you don't want the two-year. IE9 will get foisted upon you physically, th- hurled at your head. Take as, it, take as it. As part of a Windows upstate update next week. Still Upstate. Upstate, yeah, only if you're uh, in, in Upstate New York. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Uh, no one else is affected by this. I'm just okay. kidding. I just said Upstate. I meant Update. You won't be forced into it, though. All kidding aside, a splash screen is going to let you either install or decline or delay the upgrade. You won't see any of this, though, if you're a Windows XP user because IE9 only runs on Vista N7. And just in time for Earth Day, the Samsung Replenish is shipping May 8th for $50. It comes with a fully recyclable packaging and casing and includes 34.6% post-consumer recycled plastic content. And there's a postage page, uh, paid envelope to recycle your old phone. So you don't have to throw it in the landfill and have the battery seep out or anything like that. So Replenish for the Earth. Thank you, Samsung.
0: Do it for the Earth.
1: Do it. Do it now. Well, you don't
0: have to buy that phone, but do something for the Earth.
1: Yeah. Let's uh, move on to
0: our voicemails. 260-TNT-SHOW, a free local call in Butler, Indiana, is our number. Uh, And if you would like to hear an example of a good voicemail, check this one out. Hey, TNT-SHOW, I just finished listening to the April 14th show, and I want to thank Iaz and Sarah for taking Tom the task, for defending his playbook purchase to thousands
3: of us when he knows
0: that BlackBerry should have released an email client at the very
2: least with their tablet. That is all. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay. Um, and that's the example of a voicemail. Not
0: necessarily a good example of. Oh, of a voice, Voicemail. Not no. anymore. No, no, you don't. You suddenly, that's a that's a horrible a voicemail. Horrible. Suddenly. <laughs> I still I still believe in the playbook. You can join the co CEOs and defend in defending the playbook Me, all day. Mike Lazaridis, Jim Balsillie, It's not fair. The, Three musketeers Of unfair. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: unfair to make fun of. unfair.
0: Of. <laughs> actually, uh, Balsali uh, kind of did some damage control yesterday on that whole thing. He's been he? trying to, but he keeps
2: yeah. saying it's it's not fair. The it's negative fair. reviews.
0: On to the emails. T at twit.tv. Glenn writes in says, hey, Tom and gang. Hey. We actually uh, wear the same colors. Tom and the gang, down the street, yeah. Snapping our fingers. Yeah. What,
1: uh, what color do we claim, anyway?
0: Gray. I thought it was twit blue. <laughs>
1: Yeah, See? actually, it's true. I yeah. asked. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: out of uniform,
2: Eric. We're I out was- of the
1: gang. Well,
2: that's why I don't get a full desk.
1: He's in, he's in some sort of a pink gang. I'm not really sure Glenn, where Glenn,
0: they hang out. I'm sorry, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> Glenn points out that the YouTube squirrel is actually uh, we talked about this yesterday, the YouTube video about copyright. The YouTube squirrel is actually Happy Tree Friends, which is a not kid-friendly, very psychotic cartoon. YouTube must have paid a lot of money to get the rights itself for Happy Tree Friends, as I believe one of the first takedowns that were issued were for Happy Tree Friends. Although I agree with what you said, you missed the whole irony of using Happy Tree Friends to talk about copyright issues. I'm kind of shocked that nobody knew this at Twit, as HTF was one of the first viral videos ever. Um, He also says, again, not enough Amiga news. We'll work on that. Yes, uh, more Amiga news. You knew it was Happy Tree Friends. Yeah, in
1: fact, uh, some of you were talking about it in the chat room while we were talking about this story yesterday, and I had responded to a couple of you uh, because I had made the point that it seems kind of cartoonish, and you'd think a lot of people would be like, this is a cartoon, I don't want to sit through this. It's, it's it's ineffective. And they said, Happy Tree Friends is not for kids. This is very graphic, and don't you remember? I do, but I think that there are a lot of people who have never heard of Happy Tree Friends, and it still looks like, hi, I'm the, the yeah. little squirrel, and I want to tell you about...
0: And I could vouch for that. I didn't recognize it as Happy Tree Friends, even though I had heard of them before, and I didn't, right. I didn't realize that's what it was. It does make... A difference in the underlying does, message that they're right. sending they're trying to be hip but
1: i don't think uh, most youtube users
0: would recognize Exactly. It. yeah
1: no yeah. certainly not
0: there we go all right thanks everybody uh for watching sarah's going off on vacation we won't see you all uh, all next
1: week it's true i am going to hawaii i leave on sunday and i'll be back the following sunday so i will not be on tnt next week so i'm so sorry everybody but iPad today. the show will suffer Uh, Horribly in my absence. I'm just, what can you do? Sometimes you need to unplug.
0: Jason Heiner, Becky Worley, Scott Johnson, Sasha Segan, all lined up to uh, try to fill your shoes.
1: Thank you. No, you guys are going to be great. Don't forget to leave your shoes. I I hope that when I come back, uh, my desk is still mine, Mm. and you Mm -hmm. haven't been like, Sarah, we don't actually
0: Sarah. Yeah, we'll, we'll try I'm hard sorry, to we work don't work have any record <laughs> letting of letting you. you keep your desk out. Yeah. We
1: don't uh-huh. know you. The Sarah, we sleep, we're about to do a yeah. show, probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it for this episode of uh, Tech News Today, though we will see you on Monday. All well, this but Sarah, that is. You can find us on the web at twit.tv slash TNT. You can email us tnt at twit.tv and don't forget that phone number 260 TNT show. You can take me to task. It's fine. I'm used to it. I'll see you Monday. Yeah, you heard him.
4: Yeah, bring it.